Hello and welcome back to a new season of PTBNL, a podcast to be named later. The, and I, I'm emphasising the, MLB UK community podcast. You might be listening, you've got 15, 20 seconds in and you're realising that's not Dave Shaw, that's not UK Philly. So if you do want to turn off at that point, I don't blame you. But we are going in a slightly different direction this year. We're still going to hear plenty from Dave, don't you worry. But myself, Nick Wright, at LA Angels UK, are going to be co-hosting this with Jack Brown, the NY Yankees UK, and of course, George Martin, Astros Fans UK. George, Jack, how are you this evening? Yeah, Jack, you want to kick us off? How are you doing? Uh, yeah, not bad, mate. Yeah, not bad. We're getting closer and closer to baseball, which is um, good news all around, I think. But yeah, really buzzing to get this um, podcast up and running again this year and hopefully have a lot to talk about. Absolutely. I think this is uh, something which I'm very excited about. Just the chance to, not anything not anything was wrong with last year, but the chance to start afresh and move on and really make it the uh, sort of MLB UK community show, but also keeping all our our friends from within the UK fan base all very much close to the show. And today will very much be evidence of that. I think we're all looking forward to baseball, the real thing, coming back very, very soon. And I'm just excited to try and pick up where we left off in um, 2019, really, because we had a real good head of steam going. And unfortunately, with what happened in the world, it sort of cut that short in its tracks. Um, and I think the big challenge for us is to take that ball by the horns and, and get after it. How are you feeling, Nick? I think I feel the same as you, George. I mean, very excited. I'd say PTBNL actually was one of the highlights of last year. Absolutely. Really oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it really was a really, really good, fun, fun, fun thing to do, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, yeah, getting everyone involved. And I think that's exactly what we're all about. And we will uh, very much endeavour to show that again this season. I think um, having detailed the the sort of revamp format of PTBNL, uh, what we'd like to let you guys know about to everyone listening is that we are hoping to to get some more kind of vibrancy to the show kind of do some competitions and things get some giveaways going um so keep your eyes peeled as the season progresses uh, we'll, we'll definitely look to see what we can do and, and, and make things fun for you guys listening to this um naturally that will also uh, when things are open again we'll we'll sort of feed into trying to get the whole hashtag mlb meetups uk nationwide movement which we have been very very passionately uh, advocating and trying to advance across the uk uh, in the lead up to well through 2017 18 and 19 before obviously everything shut down so uh, we we really want to do it properly we don't want to do it in a reckless way and i think that's the the, the big challenge for for us as mlb uk community um and yeah this is this is very much part of what we do so spot on george and i'm looking forward to what we're going to do this year of course you've mentioned the revamp but Things are not changing completely, are they? And we are going to bring no, on our absolutely favourite guests of all time, the Dream Team lineup today. Yes. There's a few missing, but <laughs> with us today, we are joined by an all-star cast. I'm going to say this quickly, though. When I ask you how you are, after the first one, don't ask me how I am, because I don't want to go through that again. I don't want six to repeat my answer six times or have to think of something new each time. So... Who wants to go first? Where are we going? Rob, Rob Langley from uh, Washington Nats UK. Rob, how are you? Yes, Nick. Lovely to speak to you all. Glad to be back. Can't wait for the new season. Yeah, bring I'm it on. I'm not going to ask you how you are because we're all going down all that. There we go. He's been paying attention, hasn't he? he makes a bank. <laughs> That's why I went to Rob first, just in case you <laughs> No, it's really good to be back. Lovely to see all your faces. Um, loving the new predictions that are coming out from you boys. Some of you are getting far too excited. 
There's a lot of optimism around. Oh, I feel I'm like there's a, there's a lot. Like I'm I think everyone's over there in the West, yeah. I think every team's going to win it, isn't that? I think everyone's won the World Series already, by the sounds of it. Exactly. Shohei's on the mound right now. Shohei's leading off right now. I mean, for me, that's that is the World Series. <laughs> no, I'm excited to see what he's got this year. Definitely, I think Otani's going to be a big, a big sort of topic of conversation as, as the AL West goes on. Can he can he stay fit and healthy, and can he do what he does on the mound and uh, you know at the plate as well? I think it's going to be very interesting to watch as a, an observer of the, of the AL West, but not the Angels. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. box office, isn't he? We all want to see these type of guys play. I've, mm. I've got zero interest in the AL West, but if he's on the mound, I'll, I'll probably t- turn in and watch it. But as long as it's a nice hour, anything it's never a nice o'clock. hour. So you need to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on with introducing the rest of them because there is plenty of time to gush over Atani, and you can expect it on a weekly basis until he's injured. Uh, Tracy <laughs> Wilkes, Tracy, one of our very much mainstays of the show. How are you today Absolutely. from UK Mets Online? I'm good, thanks. Just looking forward to real baseball. Aren't we all? It's only, what, yeah, yeah. 11 days? Is it 11 days? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, exciting times. Exciting times indeed. Nathan indeed. from the White Sox UK, how are you doing? I'm very well, Nick. Just happy to be back. Seeing all you, you lot. It feels it's been about six months, seven months since we last done this. All got together, so it's nice to see everyone. Just excited. Nathan, we did baseball. Show. We did a show last week. It's up online. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> not the uh, in-play runs one. This one, it, it feels like a while. But be yeah, nice, be while nice to him, Nick. Be nice I'm to sorry, him, please. But for those regular listeners of PTBNL, that what, last week the prediction show would have popped up on their Spotify or Apple Podcasts or for wherever they subscribe. But it's very nice to see you again, Nathan, like it was last week. <laughs> Leon on the the new account Dodgers in the UK. Is that right? I think that's right. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? How are you? Thanks to Twitter. Yeah, I'm very good. Um, as you can see, there's a, well, it's this side, isn't it? The uh, World Series trophy. Um, no, side, yeah. Last year, yeah. yeah Nick, Nick's loving that, aren't you, Nick? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sharing the visuals <laughs> of this one. This is going to be go, <laughs> And finally, we've got Tom from Rockies underscore UK. Tom, you doing well? Yeah, I'm doing good. Obviously, saving the World Series champions till last for uh, 2021. <laughs> so that's uh, good to know we know how this show's going to go. <laughs> oh, there's the optimism. I don't think he even believes that, though. I don't believe it. I think he has to believe that, or he might, might just like cry every every night watching that thing. <laughs> My dream is a fourth place finish in the NL, uh, NL West. That's what yes. I'm dreaming about. That is, uh, that's a very, very. Very low ceiling. It's a very, it's a, it's a very coveted um, <laughs> title, isn't it? It's a, a banner up for that, don't you? Fourth place in the NL West. It's more fantasy than dream, to be honest, as well. So, to know what's going to happen. <laughs> so we're going to do a bit of a whistle-stop tour of the of baseball as it stands now in the 2021 seasons. But I'm going to pass over to Jack here to to kick us off with what we're expecting, particularly with I think every team in the majors now being confirmed that they can have fans back. For opening day, I think that's right. Jackson, yeah, I think, I think every, yeah, every team is um sort of governed by their own sort of local laws and rules and regulations. I know from a Yankees point of view, we're allowed twenty. And I think the same with the Mets as well. We're allowed twenty percent of our capacity in for open day, opening day. So um, yeah, it's it's, it's good to get fans back in because it's one of the main things about sport, not just baseball, but sport in general. Without fans in in the stands, it's um. A bit hollow almost it's not quite the same as obviously what they play for they play with shows that 
the fans are without fans sport wouldn't be anywhere near as prominent as way absolutely it's, so yeah it's, it's, it's a good thing as, as a lot of baseball players are saying some fans are better than no fans yeah, in these big stadiums it will feel still fairly empty but just seeing any fans it's spring training it's just nice having having people in the outfield trying to catch foul balls trying to catch home runs it's just it's just how the sport is meant to be Definitely. It's a step back towards real life, isn't it? I mean, I think the, having that backdrop of empty stands was just so surreal for uh, 2020. And um, I'm, I'm fascinated from a personal point of view to see how it affects the players. Because, I mean, from an Astros point of view, we had a ton of rookies come through um, in the wake of pitching injuries and they were getting their first taste of Major League Baseball without crowds. So I'm interested to see, can they perform with crowds? So um, it, it's, it's a big test, a big challenge for these players to try and adjust and acclimatise to what is a totally different environment. And I think um, as fans, we, we, we're all kind of interested to see how, how they transition back to that. Even, even the established players will, will find it weird going from fans to no fans back to fans. And I, I think that's going to be a, a subplot the subtext that really does dominate the first half of the year. Yeah, it's something that um, sort of home field advantage could play into a big factor in this year because you've got the Texans, for instance. I know they're having full capacity on opening day. Yeah, and and they are, and yeah. they're they're going to have sort of limited throughout the rest of the season just by up a little bit. Um, could that I mean, play just, into their? I just want to jump in there though, Jack. I mean, I advocate fans being back, but not to that level. I mean, that yeah, I agree, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's that's where the sort of the local laws in that area or in that part of the country factors in. And it's interesting, isn't it? They're yeah. allowing it in Texas, aren't they? So, um, yeah, I mean, we, as far as the Astros are concerned, we're allowed to, but we're not going to. So, I mean, I, th- I think yeah, the Rangers are going sort of hell for leather, as far as I understand. Just just looking to to full hundred percent capacity for opening day, and I agree with you, Nick, totally. I think it's 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 pretty irresponsible just to try to go from nothing to piling everyone in there. I mean, it it just is surely a common sense situation of trying to grade it and see how see how it goes because no one knows what's going to happen once crowds go back in there. Will it be fine? Will it have a huge detrimental effect on on cases or or other slightly grimmer? Things I don't know. I mean, it's it's it seems strange to just go from zero to a hundred, but you know, unfortunately, sometimes America can have that sort of all or nothing type attitude towards things. And um, yeah, I, I hope that it doesn't lead to you know uh, a negative outcome. To put it mildly, to our, to our guest, what do you, what do you think of that? And also, how do crowds affect your viewing, even on MLB TV? Because I think, I mean, it even makes a difference, doesn't it, when you're watching a game from over here, if you've got a bit of crowd noise and a bit of background. Tracy, I know you're um, nodding. Yeah, sorry, I'll jump in there. I mean, obviously, we, we played some games at the end of last season, the postseason, where there were spectators in the uh, in stands uh, for the World Series and the uh, the Championship Series, and it made a hell of a difference. Really did. Um, it was a better spectacle to watch uh, on the TV. Um, it was just, it was better all around. You could see the players were feeling it a little bit more as well. Um, sometimes, I mean, last season it felt like you almost you were watching, like you know, going back to a schoolboy football match where you were going, you know, you're you're on the subs bench. It felt like that. There was no atmosphere whatsoever, and it's the same over here with football. Um, so, any fans in the stand is going to be great. The, the Texas thing is to me a, a, a joke, to be honest. Mm. So I know they're dropping capacity down immediately after the day, you know, for for, for, for the game two, which to me shows that they're not entirely comfortable with having 100 percent of people there. Um, so that that makes zero sense. Um, it needs the gradual build-up. But yeah, fans in the crowd is, is a big bonus, I think, for us all going forward. No, definitely. I think it's, it's 
as a, if you're watching games as a neutral as well, I completely agree with what you're saying, Leon, that it is a very odd experience to be trying to get invested and interested in a game between two teams that are playing and you, you don't have that connection. If um, with the fans there, you get that, that, that backdrop of the noise that kind of draws you in. And I think that's that's what, what we like to watch as, as fans. So yeah, I, I, I'm fully with you on that. Um, I think the whole Texas thing is a bit of a money grab. It feels like they're trying to take advantage of it being opening day and the demand for tickets for opening day. Um, and the Mets are allowing 20%, which is about just under 8,500. But I think any fans would be better than nothing. And the piped-in noise was okay, but sometimes some of the reactions to things were a bit odd. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, I yeah, the I players think, felt that as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of the players will feed off the fans being there and it'll add to the excitement, even for the people watching from home. Yeah, I agree so with that. The, um, with, with the reduced capacity, are they inflating all the prices? Is there still going to be like different different stages of pricing or are all the tickets going to no, be like $1,500? Yeah, pricing's gone through the roof, <laughs> as, as you can imagine, if you've only got 20% capacity. So and it's, it's, it's absolutely um, mad. I know for the Mets, it's um, season ticket holder priority. Um, and then after that, it's like a lottery. And the problem's the second like market, though, isn't it? That's the thing with yeah. baseball, which is great for us when we're going over and in normal times. And you can usually pick up pretty cheap tickets, good tickets on certain days, particularly if you're a fan of someone like the Angels and you're going over in September and the season's done. Or I could say that. July. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for something like this, obviously, I mean, that is capitalism. Let's not go down this path, I reckon. Probably, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's a dangerous, yeah, dangerous road, yeah. I say about the fans not being there. I know from uh, Giolito, he threw that no, the, no hitter last year, and he said straight afterwards, it was brilliant, you know, the achievement, you know, but there's no one to celebrate it with. You know, you, you hug your teammates and you're looking in the stands and there's just a load of cardboard cutouts looking at you. <laughs> it's, and you, you don't actually have that same as, like, you know, fans going crazy. And the, even the other team are, like, standing, like, other fans are standing there going, like, cheering you on, like, do you know what? The game's over and done with. We're not coming back, but let's see if this guy can do it. Yeah. And he said it even in the postseason. He went eight scoreless against Oakland and he said, you just don't do that in the postseason. You don't go to someone else's ground and then throw eight scoreless unless you're, well, one of these pitches. We could talk about yeah, many yeah. pitches <laughs> who uh, probably could do it. But it's, you know, first postseason appearance and you're throwing eight scoreless in a stadium where there should be fans shouting at you. Yeah. It won't make much difference for you and Nathan, will it, with the White Sox? It'll be <laughs> the same year in, year out, pandemic or not. Yeah, I know. When they said fifteen percent, I thought, God, they're going for record crowns. Then, you know what? I was, I was actually. The next thing I had planned to say was, I'm really glad nobody sunk to that low to make a joke <laughs> about normal attendances, and then Tom goes and does it. What, like Pete and the Marlins? You mean? Yeah, It'll was, be record attendance. Fully expecting it, and I was glad when it didn't come. But clearly, we're not above that. So. Moving on slightly from from that subject, just to the season itself. I won't spend too long on this because I think obviously people have seen the prediction shows before, but just quick run through of uh, what you expect for, for your team and and who's going who's going to win it all this year and anything else which you just sort of think which might come out of nowhere and be a, a, a topic for the season. Um, I, let's start off with 
Leon, as as defending champions, how do you see the season going, and um, and uh, anything else unusual which you think might be a, something worth worth discussing for the season? I think we've we've got a legitimate challenger in the uh, in the division for the first time in a good while with the Padres. I still think we've got you know better depth than the Padres. You know the Dodgers line could be pretty scary if everything comes together. Yeah. Um, it's whether there's the you know the, the World Series hangover, um, whether that hunger is still there. Um, which you know going, going off, I know it's only spring training, but looking at some of the stats, Seager is, is hot again. Mookie Betts has started well. Mm. Um, Gavin Lux as well, who, who was um, minor league player of the year uh, for 2019, had a sort of a quiet 2020. Um, he's on fire at the moment, and and the, the rotation's stronger than ever. The bullpen's stronger than ever. Um, it's just how it all comes together. As I say, the hunger factor is, is probably the most important thing for the Dodgers going forward. Absolutely. I, I feel like you guys will be hungry. I, 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 haven't won it, I haven't got that World Series monkey off the back. I think you guys would look to sort of create a, a mini dynasty. If, if, when, when you think, I think this, this, this team looks set for trying to, to establish a period of dominance. Uh, would, that, would that sound fair? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, obviously, one of the big things is, is Kershaw's potentially last season with the uh, the Dodgers mm-hmm. this year. Um, again, going back to 2020, they didn't really have the chance to celebrate it all. Um, obviously, there was fans in the stadium. You miss out on the parade, which you know is a traditional thing. Yeah, the back thing. Of the World Series, and it's, it's huge for you know we see obviously the Lakers won the uh, the NBA as well. Um, so you know it was a big big year for sport in Los Angeles and. You know the, what you're hearing from the team is that they are still hungry. They want they want that success again. Um, they've been together for you know a good number of years now. The the core of the the uh, of the roster. As I say, they've added some good pieces. I know, you know, I don't particularly like Trevor Bauer as a person. Mm. He's a good starting pitcher though. He you know can eat eight innings as well for us. There is a bit of pressure on him though, isn't there, Leon? With all these sort of talk and his can yeah. he back it up in a in a obviously Cincinnati's not the biggest market going. So now he's on the big stage of one for sort of. On that big stage, can he can he produce the goods? There's got to yeah. be a bit of pressure on him, especially with that contract. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a huge amount of money. Um, I'm not particularly concerned about him, to be honest. I mean, as I say, we've got a lot of other good starting pitchers. Um, I know one of Nick's fancy baseball picks the other day, um, Dustin May. He might not even, you know, he might be sent down to the minor league, and he's, you know, he's a guy who spent pretty much the entire. He was our opening day starter last year after uh, Kershaw's injury. So if there's any problems, we can always pick up these guys that, you know. Just riding the bench or, or riding a bus in Oklahoma for a while—it's it's, it's the depth is insane in that team, um, and they you know there's, they're also good trade pieces as well if needed. If they, you know, I don't think they will make any trades just because of the you know the, uh, the 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 payroll at the moment. But it's such a strong team; it really is. It could be a ridiculously good strong yeah. team. Going how far forward. do you how far do you see the Padres pushing you this year? Um, I think they're they're going to push sort of ninety wins. I think the Padres, as I say, you know, beyond their starters, they're not perhaps not as strong as a, as a lot of people think. I mean, Tatis is Tatis is a fantastic player. Yeah, Pichardo, yeah. very good player. They've got some very good starting pitchers as well. But um, you know, those, they're they're not as good as the Dodgers yet. Um, they could be. They've got a lot coming up as well. And again, trade pieces are there. Um, yeah, it's good. But I, I still think it's good to the Dodgers to lose. To be honest, at this point. Leon, yeah, I've fascinating few years. I've got a question for you here. Do you think the Dodgers are ruining baseball with that payroll? Uh, uh, a, a little bit. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with it in terms of, you know, there is that that tax line. Um, it was it was obviously done in response to, to the Padres. 
uh, getting strong and, and bringing in uh, the likes of Snell and Darvish. Um, but again, you can look at it in that, you know, they've, they've worked that payroll down below the, the luxury tax that, it, you know, it was, it was well above before as well. Um, and there's a lot of money coming off. So it's a short-term thing, hopefully. Um, it would be, you know, I think the the bigger argument is whether teams like the Pirates who have just driven payroll down to nothing are really baseball. Um, the Dodgers are obviously out there, they're spending money to compete, whereas teams down the bottom end aren't spending the money and are comfortable picking up, you know, the number one draft picks and not perhaps not even ever playing for that team, just trading them off a bit further down the line. So I think that's probably the bigger argument at this point. Yeah, I've always said, I, I agree with you in the same sense. What the Pirates are doing, I don't think it's great for the sport. What the Dodgers are doing, I also don't think is particularly great for the sport, for the competitiveness. Um, so I can see your argument there. I think actually that's quite a measured answer, probably more than I was expecting from a clearly <laughs> baited question. That was trying Get to- off that fence, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's positive. And speaking of positivity, let's go to Tracy and then to Nathan, because I know these are two teams that everyone is expecting bigger things from this year. Yeah, Tracy, let's hear it. What do you think? What are you expecting from the um, from the Mets this year? Uh, I think we're going to finish in probably close second behind the Braves. Do you think it's a done deal that the Braves are definitely going to win it this year? I don't know. We, I think we're going to give them a run for their money. How many wins? How many wins, Tracy? Oh, I think on another podcast, I think I said about eighty-six. So not the That's 90 exactly. like I've seen sort of banned about a few places. So no, a bit that, more measured that, than more, that. Is that a bit more that you've you've done bits that you haven't really done? Like the everyone was well, everyone was expecting Cohen to come in and spend money left, right, and centre. He's obviously bought in Lindor, but there hasn't been that real sort of seven or eight players all come in at once. Yeah, he hasn't brought in a massive number of players. Yeah, yeah, I think that. Cohen is being quite smart with his money rather than sort of basically selling the farm and saying, stuff it, we're going to win this year and that will be it. He's said um, right from the get-go that he, if we win this year or the next couple of years, it'll be a bonus. Um, Looking more long-term sort of winning every year for the next 10 years rather than a couple of years. So, yeah, yeah it makes uh, sense. Yeah, so you've gone. So we go from quite a measured about take on their team to um, Nathan, who's going to give us some really hot takes about his White Sox. Go on, Nathan. So go on. On. What, what, what do we have? Go on, give us some hot takes. All right, it's no surprise. If anyone listens to the last one, 95 wins. I've said it from the start. Since about January, I've said it. It's 95 wins this year. We're walking, well, actually, I'm not going to say we're walking the division because we're not going to. It's going to be tight. <laughs> but it's going to be a great year. I just feel like we've made some okay moves. Not brilliant. There's definitely some other players I would have liked in. Right field is still going to be an issue for us, what we do. Even though we've brought in the best right fielder to ever play, came from an okay team, came over to a brilliant team. But I just feel like this is it. There's a there's a great feeling around the team. The players are coming out and saying, "Look, we know what happened last year. We got we ran out of steam near the end of the year. We went to Oakland. We should have done better." And it's easy to say, you know, umpires cost us it. This bad call, this bad call. We should have pulled this person in. We should have taken this person out then. But realistically, the, the players know they cost themselves the game. You know, if one, you know, if I swung at that, if I didn't swing at this, but this year. 
you've had Tim Anderson come out and say we're the best team in the AL. And the fact is, if he believes it, I know that team's going to believe it. The way we played in spring, all right, you could probably say they're not the best team in the AL, probably not even the best team in the Central if you look at our spring record. But I can't I judge things on spring. About... Honestly, yes. I can't take much more of this, Nathan. Like every team, right, I'm going to ask Tom in a minute about the Rockies. Every team says they're, you know, doing well, feeling good, going to win it all this year, right? That is nothing to nothing to buy into. Yeah, but the difference, Nick, is Nathan actually believes it. Ninety. He, reckon, yeah, he, a, he <laughs> genuinely believes this World Series MVP. I've got a couple Young already that said. You have as well. Champion. You have, and I, I'm still shocked that you had that as massive bulletin board material for just everyone in in the, in the entire UK oh, fan base. Oh, I'm convinced. I know it is this. You don't get Tony Larusso to come second. We are winning it this year. Tony Russo has been at the Angels last year, and we definitely didn't have <laughs> <any> second. <laughs> Naivety of youth, though. Yeah. Oh, Nathan. Nathan. Nathan, I'm a bit concerned. You said you ran out of steam last year. That was like, what, how many games did you play last year? Was it 60 games? <laughs> yeah, was I know. Up as well, yeah. <laughs> it was that case of that we were doing so well, and it was, well, you've clinched a place in the playoffs, and it, it's just the team just seemed to take their foot off the gas, and it was just, Oh well, you know we we go we're going no matter what whether we come first or third. Let's just start resting players, but it weren't like resting the whole team for it. It was like, oh, we're not going to play Giolito for this series, okay? But what about resting everyone if you want to take that kind of risk? But this year, this is it. We're not going to run out of steam. We're going to go full full into it this off season, uh, this post season. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, we are doing 05 again, sweep everyone on the way there. All right, mate. <laughs> Nick's face. I've ever listened to anybody's positivity and it's made me get even more negative about a team. <laughs> yeah. The more you say, the fewer wins I think you're actually going to have. So It does sound a little bit like bluster when it goes like the, to that level. It I love does. it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Well, if, you're not, if you're not hopeful in April, yeah. If you're not hopeful in March and April, then you can't be hopeful at all. So no, I, I, I do endorse exactly. it, but it's a bit, it's a little bit on the wild side. Let's put it like that. Well, you think I've had twelve years of losing seasons, being awful, being just getting beat by the Royals and Tigers, like day in day out. So this is the first year where I felt we actually can compete. So I'm just going full positivity into this. I'm excited to and see your team. Get... Yeah, definitely. I think I think the White Sox are going to be one to watch. Um, uh, also one to watch could be the Rockies for um, for how they do this year. So Tom, how are you, uh, how are you feeling about you, you guys? For completely different reasons. Well, I don't think we'll be as bad as a lot of the projections out there. I mean, I think um, Pakota Rabbers at 60, Two wins, which um, Pakota Shimakota. I can't even say Shimakota. It's, it's, I think Pakota predictions are just. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how they actually. Don't they have the Braves the, down in like third or fourth it's place? Madness, in isn't there. It? It's, it's, they just make no. numbers up. I swear. Well, yeah, I mean that's they it. Just throw them at a dartboard. For the Rockies in 2017, they projected 76 wins. We won 87. In 2018, they predicted 78. We won 91. In 2019, they predicted 85, we won 71. So we're either going to win 48 or 76, based on that. And I think you had, you had the third base, you had the best third baseman ever, though, in your team, didn't you? Yeah, well, Ryan McMahon still there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're good on answer, about. I like that. That's good. That's good chat. Very good. Yeah, yeah, that's a very, but, very good shout. Yeah, but I think with our rotation, um, 
I, I think we could finish anywhere from third to fifth in the division, and I think we'll probably we'll get over seventy wins. We must you love this. Greg, Greg this Bird, season. Greg Bird at first base, haven't you? Or is he? Is he not? Is he a bench player? He'll yeah. He's not going to be the first baseman. You've got oh, CJ Crone <laughs> will be starting there to start the season, <laughs> and then when Brendan Rodgers comes back from injury, it'll be Crone and Fuentes, who is uh, the better cousin in the Arenado Fuentes family. Just to make that clear, it'll be splitting time there at first base. So Tom, Bird, probably not much. Tom, what would you say is the ceiling that you think wins wise for you guys this year? I think the sea. If everything, if everything goes right, everything goes right. How well, how well do you guys think? How many wins do you think you can get this year? Everything goes right. If the yeah, probably the ceiling is eighty-one five hundred, but yeah. that's unlikely. I think we're more likely to be around the seventy-five win mark. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can keep most of the rotation healthy for most of the season. No, I, I hope you. I hope you guys manage to hold it together because, uh, yeah, it's been a bit grim reading uh, you guys on on Twitter. And yeah. So, what was your opinion on um, the Arenado deal? Were you obviously you're gutted to see him lose, but it's more about the way he went. I suppose it might be a bit more gutting, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a strange one because he signs the massive contract, and then apparently nine months later, he wants a trade. But I don't understand what in those nine months he expected the Rockies to do to make themselves better. Because, it, I mean, we could have traded for someone at the deadline. But, I mean, from the outside looking, it doesn't look like he gave the Rockies much chance to actually build around him. I mean, there may have been some internal conversations saying that they didn't have any money to spend. But, you know, it just seems... And obviously, the general manager and owner messed it up as well. But... It did seem like at the first opportunity to get out, he took that. Um, I'm not sure he's gone to a great situation either. I'm not sure the Cardinals are going to be winning it all. So he could be on the move again at the end of the season with his opt-out. Possibly, but speaking of people being on the move, where's Trevor Story going at the trade deadline? Not to the Angels. You never know. I think, well, you know, if the Rockies are at 500 at the trade deadline, he won't be going anywhere. Um, but that even even if you're 500, surely you've got to trade him and get something for him because he's not signing there long term, is he? I mean, why would he? He's too. It is if you give him the money. If you if you make him the if you give him more than Lindor, I think it's there. Um, you're not going to give him the money. More right? than Lindor. <laughs> well, he's better than him, so. Ooh, Ooh. Fighting talk. Best shot. Best shot stopping baseball. That's. Uh, well, they're talking 300 million, 10 years for Lindor. Yeah, so we'll give him that and uh, he might stick around. I mean, to, be fair, is... to be fair, you gave Nolan the money as well, didn't you? But yeah, he, didn't, he didn't really kept, stick around. Kept guys, you know, we Todd Helton stayed here for all his career. You know, we've kept guys around. Cargo, you know, they stick around normally. Um, but, I mean, it just, for, just from a marketing point of view, it doesn't make sense. We've always had a superstar, however bad we've been. Mm. You know, there's not going to be much to market the team on next season if you let him walk, um, unless you trade him and get a major league player back who's a bit of a star already. I don't know why another team would do that. But, yeah, I think they should be doing everything and paying him whatever he wants. But whether they'll do that, probably not. And he probably will be traded at the deadline. Um, Hopefully... 
I mean, the Angels wouldn't be a disaster because they'd keep him out of the NL. That's so always the way to look Just keep it. him away from the Dodgers. Yeah. If you trade him for the Padres. You which want I, the Padres won't want him because they've got Tatis, but just keep him as far away as possible. Quite agree. So finally then, Rob, the Washington Nationals. I feel like you're probably somewhere in between what we've heard from Nathan and Tracy and what we're hearing from from Tom. What about yeah, I'm certainly not on the hype train that uh, Nathan's on, unfortunately. Um, I said I, I was on um, Dave's Phillies podcast and it's, it's going to sound like a broken record. If our pitching turns up, we'll be, we'll be okay. Um, it's, I say, say this every single year, but it, I think it is as simple as that. If, if the four or five starters that we've got turn up, stay fit, remain fit, then we're, we're going to be all right. We'll be absolutely fine. I, I can't see us finishing above the Braves. Don't think I can see us finishing above the Mets. I'll be, I'll be happy if we finish above the Phillies and the Marlins. Um, I think we'd all be happy if you finish above the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's insane, isn't he, Dave? I love his <laughs> He's brilliant. But you get so excited this time of year, every year. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's Absolutely, like clockwork. <laughs> he just does it to himself every single year. It's the hope that yeah. kills. It's the hope that kills, isn't it? So, um, yeah, so going, going back to that, so I think we're, we're a bit weak in certain areas. Third base is going to be a, a sore point for us, thanks to you, Nick, um, for a number of years. I think I, I think we're really going to struggle there. They, they see, still seem keen on key boom. He didn't do anything last year. He's done nothing so far spring training to raise anyone's optimum. Um so, yeah, hitting-wise, you go Turner, Soto, then what, really? They're going to rely on Castro knocking a few runs, Schwarber hitting a few. Yeah, it's not really a great deal there. So. You've got Zimmerman back, don't you? Yeah, you've got Zimmerman back at first base. He's going to share it with Josh Bell. Josh Bell's been hitting well in spring, whatever that means. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm excited to see see the stars. Any of the day that Max is pitching, if we get... It's great to watch, isn't it? He's, he's going to be starting opening day. Um, I think he's going to go. He played Degrom today, actually. They smashed us. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about Stras's injury, whether he can fully recover from that. It's a big old contract that he's got as well. So that, that can end up coming back and biting us. But we'll see. We'll see. What's Turner's contract situation? They're looking to extend it. it the talks are fairly positive. I think they're going to try and get him and Soto at the same time or, or very close to each other. Um, whether they can get Soto is another thing. But yeah, Turner is looking fairly positive, to be honest. I think that's going to be sooner rather than later. Are you not worried about Soto just turning up and have a bright harper situation where it kind yeah, of, of runs worried. down yeah, and then just worry about that, leaves kind of thing? I'd try not to get too pent up on it. I got all, all pent up with it with over Harper and Look what happened. He probably went to the worst possible team for us. Um, so I'm not even going to think about that in a minute, Jack, if you uh, don't mind. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just thought, um, <laughs> as, as we were talking about, it, <laughs> singing there, mate. Right. So, I think um, if we're having looked at the, the season previews, and I think it's, it's safe to say, if anyone listened to PTBNL last week, that uh, I saw IPR, the IPR in play runs additional of it that you've heard from Nick. From Jack and myself, we all respectively uh, are quite happy about our team's chances this this year. So we're not going to go any further George, into that unless you want to. George, I just want to revise mine actually. After, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, far away. After last week, uh, we're winning the division. 
The division is coming back to Anaheim. And that's, I'll make no further comment at this point. If the Astros don't win it, it's not going to be the Angels. Let's face it. It's going to be the Ace if we don't. But... It's in the bag. It is in the bag. <laughs> the, rotation is, well, the rotation is looking great. The hitting Nick, are you willing to put money on it, though? That's a good question. I'm not a betting man. I have already put money on it. What am I saying? I've already got bets with an actual book bookmaker on How much? It. How much do you put on? Go on, spill the beans. Set £10 on the Angels to win the World Series. <laughs> what were the odds? Very confident man. <laughs> they were 30, 33 to 1. I've got Shohei 40 to 1 MVP. And I've got Dylan Bundy, Cy Young Award winner, 50 to 1. Right. See, Nick, you said that the more the more Nathan spoke, the more he <laughs> felt sort of more confident that they weren't going to do anything. I feel the exact same with you. The more you sort of pick up Angels, the more I think... They're, they're, they're trash. You know what? I've realised that it's the only chance you actually get to do do this every year, right? So you might as well make the most of it. And when I was pretty... <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, fair play. Second, I was like, that's fine. And it, it's a bit optimistic, but no one's going to call you out on that. But when you're predicting them to win it, then, I mean, it, it just changes things, doesn't it? And it does, gets, yeah. It does. Everyone gets a bit more happy. So, yeah, we're winning it all. I've now gone from the division to the World Series, so... This is escalating quickly. This is Dave 2.0, this is. <laughs> Which is why we are... So you've, so you've you've now heard what I'm excited about, the Angels winning it all. But yesterday we put on Twitter and on Facebook a question to the MLB UK community. Mm. And we asked them what we wanted to know is what are they most excited about for the season, right? And I think what's easiest, if we go through these now, and then if anybody yeah. has one they think is worthy of discussion remember it and uh, and call it out at the end. So let's just hear a selection. We're, we got loads and loads of responses. Yeah, yeah, some really good ones. Exactly what we wanted. And we want this interaction throughout the year. And I think it's part of why we wanted to take the podcast in the direction it's going in now. So George, I don't know if you have them up as well. Or... Yeah, I do. I've got them here. Yep, I've got them ahead of me. Um... Tell me what your favourites are. Well, yeah, from a, from a fan base, fan base point of view, uh, UK Reds, MLB has said, going to a home run house and meeting up with some of you guys for a few beers and games on the big screens, very much echo that here, here. Uh, we are hoping that come what, late June, early July, that we can start formulating and finalising some plans to actually get that stuff back on the road. And yeah, absolutely. We would love to see you all out there. Absolutely. One, one for you here, Tracy, from Malted Met. Wants to see how the new Mets organisation performs this season. Said it should be fun. The pennant would be nice, but really just sunny Sunday evenings in the garden, beer in hand and baseball on the tablet. Baseball heaven. That's what yeah. I want to hear. Yeah, sounds good to me. We don't quite get those early uh, Sunday starts that you get. 9pm in the garden doesn't quite hit the same as 6pm, I've got to be honest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a quite, there are quite a few confident Mets fans in there. Yeah, I was Tracy, about to say yeah. the same, yeah. There's quite a few Mets Mets um, predictions in here. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, I, I do like to see the positivity. To be fair, um, there's, there's one for for Nathan uh, seeing what Lewis Robert can do over a full season. Is that one that's going to keep you um, sort of entertained? Yeah, I mean, I'm interested. He, he was doing well beginning last year. He started well, and then he kind of tailed off near the end of it. So, but he's had a proper spring training, a bit of new coaching. I'm excited to see if he can get up to that kind of trout level. What people have predicted. Oh, stop it. No one's predicted that. The guy's a generational talent. 
every year there's someone that's going to be as good or better than Trout. It just doesn't happen. Like you might be there for a year, but you're just not going to have that career. So I'll take that year when we get our 95 wins and he leads us there. Nice bit of fishing there, Nathan. I like it. You might get Dexter Fowler out of him, but you're not getting Mike (laughs) Trout. Deary me. Speaking of that... Oh, have you yeah, got one? Yeah. No, no, go on. You first, go on. I was just going to say, on the Angels theme, so I can leave it, Wayne Kircher at Cornwall, Alex. The Angels to have their first winning season in six years. Higher those expectations, please, Wayne. Playing exciting, running the bases ball. Shohei to return to rookie of the year form. And Albert Pujols to have a great last season, maybe. Not sure about that one, but Albert going out, final year, Hall of Fame, first ballot. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think unquestionably, uh, who's who's going to argue against that? And I would say that it wouldn't feel right, even as an Astros fan, it wouldn't feel right if Pujols didn't finish his career by hitting one one more long ball against the Astros at some point. It's going to happen. It will happen. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, he's one of those guys who, honestly, you, you can't hate him. He's just a phenomenal player, great guy. Everyone who ever comes across him says he says that Albert Pujols is, is a phenomenal human being so yeah I think um yeah it'll be, it'll be sad that once he has gone and you know I, I hope he does have a a good final season that that reflects the best of, of what he's got left baseball wise really nice. um so going on to the next message this is one for Rob Tom Leon and Tracy we've got Phil Jenkins saying pitchers hitting in the NL for one final season is that do you, one do you think that is that is the case and two how do you feel about it Anyone jump in? Love it. I love pitchers hitting. It's pure baseball. Will it be the final season of it though? No. No, obviously, I I, I like pitchers hitting. However, watching last season, it kind of did open my eyes to actually this is probably a better spectacle win. I don't, there's nothing more I love seeing than uh, Max up at the mound and smashing one away. Not that it happens very often, but it is great when it does. But yeah, I, I won't miss it if it does go. I really won't. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. it was an element element of the game in the uh, NL, which was great once every 10 games. Something stupid would happen. Rich Hill would go on a trip around the bases and end up getting tagged out at home, <laughs> hopelessly. Um, but I think, as Rob says, last season, sort of opening up, you know, with a, with a team like the Dodge, with the depth of our, our, our lineup, adding, you know, another 15, 20 home runs is. It's a huge bonus to us. Really does help out teams, you know, with with deep rosters. Um, so I'm I'm all for the uh, the DH now. So I'm happy about it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely time for the uh, pitchers hitting You're to go. Wrong. Um, even though Herman Marquez is a silver slugger, um, yeah, I mean, just from the Rockies' point of view, it would being in the DH would definitely extend Charlie Blackman's career. You know, at keeping playing at a high level offensively at least for a few years and you know I'd much rather see Charlie Blackman out there at DH in you know for three at-bats 160 games rather than seeing Antonio Sensatella rock up and have a bit of a swing (laughs) not really with any confidence and then uh, trotting off back to get ready for the next inning Um, you know it's it's not a great spectacle really watching pitches it and I, I think you, you, I mean, there's a tactical argument for it, but I think there's actually more tactical nous involved trying to work your way around a designated hitter than some bloke who doesn't even practice. 
I would agree with that. Tracy, you're flying the flag for traditionalism there, and um, you're not getting a great deal of support from your NL uh, comrades there. Ah, uh, well, they're wrong. Never mind. As long as I don't bring that back, that stupid rule from the uh, the ninth inning, not the ninth inning, extra inning. Oh, sorry, oh, second place. Don't, get, yeah. don't get George started don't on get that. Don't get on George started. Wow. Right, one, one final one from the um, from Twitter is um, from at Bigsie three fifty. He said, um, "Seeing Yelich get going this year, last year was tough to watch at times. But I'm confident he'll put that one behind him come opening day. We'll see the brilliant best of him once more. Is he a front runner for um, NL MVP?" Guys. So can I just jump in on Yelich? This is exactly the point I made previously about Trout. There's always one guy and one article every year where they say oh, he's at Trout's level. And the year before was Yelich, right? Going into last year, that was the article in the spring training. Yelich is better than Trout. No, he's not, son. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I honestly didn't know that would provoke that um, reaction. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I like it. I like it. Worth it. Well done, big D at 350. <laughs> Who's had more postseason yeah. success? So, right. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, every, it's great to see everyone so positive and different themes coming to the forefront ahead of what is going to be a hugely, hugely exciting 2021 season in MLB. Uh, not just in the in the ballparks, but from watching over here as well. I think what that naturally brings us on to and something I think that on this show we'd like to spend a bit of time highlighting is just everything really that's going on across the the UK MLB, literal MLB UK community as a fan base and what's going on because I'm sure we get listeners who are new to the show and we get people who are potentially listening from other countries as well. We are incredibly passionate about this, the sport here. We are a very, very dedicated fan base. And we are also extremely welcoming to new fans that are coming on that are um, either new to the sport here or just want to know what's going on um, and how they can follow the game from afar. And um, I think it's safe to say that in even in recent weeks, there's been a, an influx of, of new podcasts going on. We've, we've very much got an entrepreneurial spirit across the uh UK MLB fan base and I think it's only right that even even on a show like this that we just sort of give a little heads up to any shows that are, are going on and any other movements that are going on amongst the fan base because we really are one big community of MLB fans Um I think naturally would, would go to you Tracy actually just to say you've obviously got you've got your podcast Birds with Balls, which you started fairly recently and also your other one across the pond as well so um, it, I would say what what are you looking to uh, to do with with those shows and what, what, what's, um, what's happening with birds with balls it's three female sports fans myself molly and joe and i'm going to kill nathan because he says i'm not his favorite birds with balls presenter oh wow yeah so Shots he, fired. he's Shots fired, yeah. He's off the Christmas card list. I would say you're in my top three, Tracy, to be fair. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Really appreciate that. And um, we talk about issues in women's sports um, and what's going on in baseball. Um, and just we, we're like three women down the pub just having a laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's we don't take anything too seriously including ourselves and we just have a laugh while we're doing it and like you said we've also got Mets Across the Pod which is a UK Mets podcast with um, Joe that 
from Birds with Balls and three guys and we just talk all things Mets. I, I actually meant you were, um, have you got, you've got another new show as well, which you're on, um, is the one, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a third show which you're on. Yes, uh, Across the Pond MLB. Yeah, that's the one, yep. Yes. What, what's, what's, that, what's happening with that one? What's, what's that about? Um, that is with Molly from Birds with Balls and a guy called Yasha who's based in Atlanta. He's a former minor leaguer and was also in the movie 42 mm. he oh, cool. was yeah. um he did a lot of the baseball scenes for chadwick boseman and knows a lot of minor leaguers and um players that have gone up into the majors so it's giving a perspective from both sides of the atlantic cool. you see that's that's what i love about what we do as as our various different sort of fractions and slices of the, of the mlb fan base we really are looking to cultivate and generate fans all across the different spectrum of the sport and and do things in different ways i mean um obviously from from as far as i'm concerned i've got my astros podcast i know that um jack you still involved you're still involved with the yankees yeah, one. yeah i've got yep. um yep. the yep. empire strikes back. back that's yep. the yankees one nick's got yeah. his his halfway yeah halfway across the halo around the halo sorry um halfway around the halo i've got my one stories across the globe You've got um, Dave's Dave's Phillies uh, podcast. Yeah, and I'll just to jump in with what uh, George had just said. That I mean, it's fantastic, isn't it? To see we've seen our friends at Batflips have had some unbelievable, mm. incredible shows recently um, with the you know beat writers from across the majors they've had on. You've got the British Baseball podcast that continues to go from strength to strength. I don't know if any of you listen to that, but gives a great rundown of everything going on in British baseball. But there's so many, and as George said at the start, they're popping up. Why everything. don't you link some of your favourites in the show notes, lads? Yeah, definitely will. And I think um, I think another one is, is that one baseball bite that Charlie Brown started recently, which is quite an innovative one. Very short, sharp, to the point, um, with him rolling his R's like they're going out of fashion. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely an entertaining listen and sort of summarising things in a, a little 10-minute package. Charlie, if you're listening here, I don't mean this disrespectfully because I absolutely love your show, but it is the perfect thing to listen to just before you're about to go to sleep. <laughs> I put it on. Those, those 10 minutes are just perfect. Next to me on the pillow. <laughs> wow. Those wow. So you <laughs> go to sleep with Charlie, do you? I would put it out there, yeah. I, I second that, Nick. That's a, a great little pod, that. Yeah. Nice yeah. little 10 minutes. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely perfect. I think that's, that's exactly what... Is so good because we, we look to sort of address baseball and uh, across our different different sort of areas in different ways, and um, there are so many different ways to do it. I think it's it's excellent that we're not all sort of straight laced trying to do things or or A B C D. We we do things in in ways which are going to be engaging and, and fun. Very much applies to PTBNL as well. Um, I think yeah. I mean, if, if there are any other shows which you guys want to plug that you that you've all that you're actually part of. Obviously, feel free to jump in and, and, and let us know or any other, I don't know, maybe you've got plans for, for live Zoom events or anything else as the season gets going. I think it's, it's, it's incredible to see the, the camaraderie between the, the fans. So obviously, we have our, our banter and we, 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 you know, we, we obviously talk about our own teams, but we, all, we do have that level of, um, of respect and, and trying to do this, this, this movement together, uh, which um, is great. Well, like a very dysfunctional family, it's great. <laughs> Very yeah, different. but on this point, as George just said, what we want to do with this podcast as well over the next however many weeks is season, yeah, yeah. 
over, over the whole season is to actually feature some of these people we're talking about in the MLB UK community. And we have plans and we'll probably start this next week and it, it could be you. It could be you. Ha, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we just want to get like a five minute profile. We're going to ask you some standard questions. Just get to know people in the community more. This may be some of our regulars on the show, maybe some of the team account holders or it, it may be people further afield. Because as we've seen, I think over this off season, the MLB UK community is starting to stretch far and wide. It's picking up momentum in places we didn't necessarily think it was going to pick up momentum. And I think it's just going to be great for us to highlight it. That's what we're trying to do with this show and what we're trying to do with the MLB Meetups UK. So look out for that. That feature should be starting with the next episode. And, and sure. if you do want to volunteer yourself, and if you're listening... You I was about to say that, Nick. Yeah, if you, get if you, in if touch. You, yeah just get in touch with our Twitter or, or Facebook page. You want to sort of be our guinea pig almost, but you just put your name forward. And we'll um we'll get you on the show to sort of get, get your profile out there and uh, sort of see how you became a, a a baseball fan. Yeah, and and what it's like following the team because and and also what, what's going on with the team because I think that's one of the other things that we like to do is is because we know when you're when you're a baseball fan in the UK it's hard enough following your own team so you kind of become an expert on on your your team and and it's difficult to try and expand that knowledge elsewhere so it's nice to hear from other teams and and understand what's going on and what that fan base is like because let's face it each of the 30 fan bases of, of the major league baseball teams has its own character and um we might not necessarily be aware of of what that's like and i, and I think we get that slice of of a, a certain part of america and and, and what the, the city's people are like uh from from our experiences following them so I, i'd love to hear that and we're very much looking forward to hearing from you on the show uh, i think this is safe to say we're not all experts of our own team are we rob sorry nick i wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> oh that's perfect that is perfect that's brilliant love that case in point <laughs> <laughs> What yeah. did you say? No, genuinely, what did you say? <laughs> I said we're not all experts about our own team, are we? Oh, no, by far, no expert. No, I'm, I just love listening to it. I generally listen to it. Um, listening to all you guys, having so much enthusiasm about it, it's, it's great. It's really, really great. I'm, I'm so new to the sport, just learning different bits and pieces. I don't know anything about all this. What Leon was talking about earlier, luxury tax threshold. I see these words and I'm just like, what the hell does that even mean? So even, even if there's a little bit, um, you've got guests on to explain little like, nuances around the game mm. and stuff mm. over the next few weeks, I think it'd be great for, well, certainly for me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. You know, there's loads and loads I don't know about. And, it's, and like George says, when it comes to the teams, yeah, I barely know my own team, let alone mm. anybody else. Um so yeah, any anything that you guys can yeah bring up and talk about, it's great. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I, I'm not sure if everyone would be aware of it, particularly listening, but there was a, a podcast. Um, what was it? Oh, God, Absolute Bunts, which um, who were doing something like that when they had a really good sort of uh, not glossary of baseball, but they were running through terms. This is probably this must have been in 2019 before the London series, and yeah, I think that would be something which we potentially be quite interested to, to feature. We'll have to do it in a way which doesn't become a drag for listeners, but yeah, we'll um, we'll we'll see what we can do because yeah. If you're a new fan listening, you're absolutely welcome. It's not a members-only club, which is is it kind of you have to have a certain level of knowledge. At the end of the day, if I've I've been a baseball fan for 20 years and I'm learning things every day, and it still feels like a second language to me. It doesn't feel like it's 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 like a, a natural thing, fully because you don't, you know I did, I didn't grow up with baseball, didn't grow up as as a kid watching it. It's 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 something which I've had to learn from from when I got into it, which was the age of 15. So yeah, I think we are all 
together in that same boat and, and we, we love to help kind of expand that knowledge and, and develop things, learn different stories or different ways the game works and, and, and so on. So yeah, I'm, I think that's a great idea, Rob. Yeah. So we'll have one more pod probably before the regular season mm-hmm. begins, which is exciting, isn't it? We got we know we got one more sleep and then there's baseball effectively. Um, oh, and then no more sleeps for the rest of the year. And watching, yeah, watching good, our team. Yes. Well, in yours good, good in this case, sleep, yeah. yeah. God. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm almost not looking forward to it. Are you going to be doing the live, live tweeting again, George? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to keep that uh, up, are you? I thought you were... I've been I've been doing that for I was, I was I was actually looking the other week I was looking at tweets from my personal account I was doing it back in 2015 as well and and and, and so even 2014 uh, even when I didn't have anyone replying so it was just quite strange that I was even doing it but um yeah I, I, it, 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 for people who do like doing that um and I would suggest, I would say to to some of the UK account holders that it's it, it can be a good thing to do but yeah Anyway, that's enough for that for now. Um, I think let's um, if if we if we're wrapping up, let's find out where everyone can be found social media wise. Let's start with Tracy. Where can we get you on social media? Um, Twitter at UK Mets Online and at Birds with Balls. And if you search all the social media for those things, you'll find us on there. Cool. Uh, let's go, Nathan. You can get me on Twitter at WhiteSox underscore UK. And that's also my Instagram handle as well. If you want to follow me on there, there's more Instagram stuff throughout <laughs> the season. <laughs> uh, Tom, how about you? Yeah, I'm just uh, at Rockies underscore UK. I'm just, just sticking to Twitter. Not, not as fancy as Nathan. Nothing to show off as much in that regard. That's fair enough. Uh, and Rob? Yeah, you can get me at um, Nationals UK on Twitter um, and Tinder as Nick Wright. (laughs) And um, from our guests, let's leave the uh, let's let's finish with the defending champion, Leon. Where where can we find you? We're uh, we're actually rebuilding at the moment because probably because of Nick, we got closed down as troll account. Um, So um, yeah, we're we're still we're fresh again at Dodgers in the UK. So any followers will be uh, gratefully received. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I think as far as we're concerned, I'm at Astros Fans UK on uh, Twitter and UK Astros Fans on Instagram. Jack, how about you? Um, at NY Yankees UK, and I believe it's the same on Facebook or just type in NY Yankees UK on Facebook. Cool, cool. And Nick, how about you? We are at LA Angels UK. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You'll find us on all of those. Awesome. I think uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for joining us tonight for PTBNL. We look to be back very, very soon and I'm sure we'll be inviting you on in the near future as well. I hope everyone has a great week and we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers all. Bye. 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 That was a podcast to be named later, MLB UK Community Podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today and you're looking forward to the rest of the season ahead, listening to members of the community far and wide, please do go on to whatever podcast platform you use and like us, subscribe, rate, and just keep interacting with us because we are so happy to hear from you and it's why we do what we do.